Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. everybody bob stoffer brendan escott with you this is oilers now second hour of the show oilers uh having an optional practice uh, today they'll be taking on the st louis blues tomorrow night i think there's still uh some tickets a few left for tomorrow night's game visit edmontonoilers.com for more information then the team will fly immediately following the game and uh take on the calgary flames the return of engagement in the battle of alberta what a canoe tipper we had last night at rogers place Oilers now is brought to you by our title sponsor digitex don't spend your valuable time meeting door-to-door sales reps your all-in-one convenient location is digitex.ca alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software judging by the text center ashley fine floors text line a lot of you are not happy with mark giordano and think the league has uh, turned a blind eye too many times to some of his, uh, well, some would say sneaky, dirty plays out on the ice. In this hour, Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar, and Jay Woodcroft, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. And uh, who knows, uh, maybe, uh, I mean, again, Nygaard blocking a shot last night off his hand could be something coming uh, potentially there. We'll see. Not on the ice this morning. Uh, did not finish the game yesterday. Got hurt with about five seconds left in the first period. Edmonton again, back-to-back St. Louis and Calgary. Brendan, can you uh, let me know when we're good to go here? We are good to go. Uh, we will tell you that Dave Tippett has just said, looks like a serious injury to uh, Nygaard. Uh, we will know more this afternoon. Uh, Reed Wilkins passing me this message along, so there you go. Uh, and... Uh, Dave Tippett also downplayed the Giordano-McDavid uh, play. We bring aboard uh, former uh, Flames senior executive. Uh, he's been a general manager of multiple different organizations in the National Hockey League. From NHL Hockey and Rogers, we welcome back to the show Brian Burke. Brian, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Bob? Well, I'm about as good as you can be coming off an Oilers loss because, you know what, I love the game, and I think the game should be played a certain way. 
And I think we got the type of game that, frankly, I grew up watching. So I loved what we saw last night. Your thoughts? I loved it, too. We had two great games on last night. Toronto-Dallas was exciting. And then the second game was fantastic. Uh, We talked two weeks ago, then last week, both situations. Uh, What would happen with Matthew Kachuk? Uh, he says he did it for his reasons. Uh, I'm wondering, you know, some might say, was he shamed into the fight? Was he pressured into the fight? Or did he know that he needed to be accountable? Because he was looking. He got on the ice second shift of the game with Cassian, went right up to Cassian, asked him to go. Cassian's like, not yet. And they finally fought late in the first. You said you would not have Kachuk fight Cassian. Were you surprised that he did? No, uh, I'm not surprised because... See, this is the, the tricky part. So you get into Matthew Kachuk, you get into Mark Giordano. I do a radio show in Calgary. They're all like, what's the fuss <laughs> with Giordano? And then they get, like, do the show in Edmonton. They're like, he should be suspended for life and actually imprisoned if that's possible. So uh, I don't think anybody you know, suggested either guy should be in prison, just to set their record straight. Okay. Um, but that's how passionate fans are in Edmonton. So... Um, I, I think I talked to Matthew when he was here, and I'm not surprised. You know, I've, I've told players before, don't fight, and they fight anyway. So even if even if the GM told him not to fight, if he feels he has to fight, he's going to fight. Yeah. Players do that. And uh, they disregard instructions, and they're not embarrassed about it after the game at all. They're like, hey, you can't tell me everything I do on the ice. So I'm not surprised. He said he was getting tired of all the chatter, and he is an accountable guy, and, and he does play the game right. He's a pest, but... He scores a lot of goals. He plays well. And he plays hard. So I'm not surprised he fought him. Um, the way he talked to me, it was pretty clear to me that he intended to. He didn't say he was gonna, uh-huh. but he said, you know, I'm getting sick of all the chatter, and you know, because Zach popped off pretty good after the last time. And yep. uh, so, you know what? Everyone did the right thing the first night. Everyone did the right thing last night. I thought it was great. Oilers fans had Craig Muni on their team. That guy used to low-bridge players and opposition teams all the time. He wrecked knees yep. back in the late 1980s. Oilers fans loved him. They had Essa Tikkanen, who was a uh, very uh, good two-way player that knew how to antagonize opposition players. It comes with the terror. Flames had Paul Baxter, who had a sneaky left hand. Uh, but once you took care of that left hand, he didn't want to keep engaging as the fight went on. Right? Everybody, yep. you know, Neil Sheehy. So it kind of comes with the territory. Both cities need some villains. Brian, if the Edmonton Oilers could redo the 2016 draft over, they'd take Matthew Kachuk. I can, I can 100% guarantee you, Brian, that Pete Chiarelli had someone in the organization say, are you not watching what Kachuk's doing with London, playing with Marner and Dvorak in the Memorial Cup here in Red Deer, limping around on that guy is a gamer. He's a player. So, hey, they had, I mean, and I know you guys, we've talked about the, I got actually, I should ask you, you were an executive with Calgary. Has Matthew Kachuk turned out to be a better player than you thought? Yes. Just it's, l- very, it's very convenient to rewrite history, right? Yep. So you say... People say, uh, you didn't like, you know, you, you guys must have known Pooley Yarby wasn't going to work out. And I'm like, no, we had him right where Edmonton had him. <laughs> I mean, everybody did. Yeah. Everybody did. And people think this is a, an exact science. It's not. So with Matthew Kachuk, the concern, the hockey sense was there, the toughness was there, the hands were there. The concern was the skating. And he's still just an average skater. Yeah. But he works away from the puck. He gets things done. He's totally reliable when he has the puck. 
And he's not afraid to go anywhere to score a goal. He reminds me of Corey Perry. Corey Perry will will pay any price to get a scoring chance. He'll carry the puck into the crease even if he knows he's getting cross-checked in the head. As soon as he releases the shot, he'll still take that shot. And that's what Matthew Kachuk does. You know Chris Knobloch that's now in Hartford yep. with the Rangers? He was he Erie lost to London that year, and I spoke to Chris, and he said, Bob, Matthew Kachuk, I think he broke his ankle. Okay? He came back in the series, and we couldn't yeah. deal with him. And he's limping around like Tony Gabriel in the 1976 Grey Cup, or uh, seven, sorry, the 1982 Grey Cup against the Eskimos when he was he torn his ACL or whatever, and the Eskimos couldn't stop him because the guy had the game. He's a heck of a player. It's a fun thing. What did you think of the Cassian signing before the uh, game? Do you, I mean, Zach said it wasn't supposed to get out till uh, today. Bob McKenzie's Bob McKenzie. I mean, he's the godfather for a reason. But this the, the, the timing did work pretty well for all the other things theatrics around the game, didn't it, Brian? Well, and then it looked like Kachuk scored that first goal, and I'm thinking, what a stage. What a stage has been set now. The villain has the opening goal. It turns out, of course, it went out to Adam Arson's skate, but it, it was, yeah, Cassian's contract extension against it. And by the way, congratulations, Zach. Well done. You worked hard for that. Um, so, yeah, no, this this is, these people that, that uh, you know, that don't understand the way you talk about the game, Bob, um, and they're wringing their hands about this. This this is long overdue, the Battle of Alberta. 100%. Back. Everyone did the right thing in both games. Like People overlook one thing. In the first incident, when Ch- when uh, Kachuk hit, I almost called him Chucky because that's what I call him. When when Kachuk hit Zach in the second hit, the, or the third hit, I guess, the, the, question, the, the one that everyone agrees was clean and the fight began, Connor McDavid came in and ran Kachuk from behind. Like, he did the right thing. He said he's going bad for a teammate. I love it. Everyone did the right thing. I don't think Zach should have been suspended. I said that at the time. Yep. So, you know, hey, play on. Let's go. You, you don't. You think anyone turned their TV set off last night? Not a chance. I mean, there's a reason. I mean, I'm not the biggest mixed martial arts guy, Brian. But people watch that stuff, too, because you know what? We like to see mano-a-mano combat. That comes with the territory, right? This isn't uh, this isn't field hockey where you can only shoot. I, I think in field hockey you can only shoot, is it left-handed? And you can only turn one way with the ball, and there's not supposed to be any contact. This is, I mean, when the game's played well, what's the word? Treculence? There's a little bit of treculence involved. And could you imagine how good it would be if these two teams met in the playoffs finally, Brian? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it would. And Edmonton's a couple things watching their team mature is Taylor Yamamoto is the real deal. He's given them two lines. Ryan Nugent Hopkins did the right thing last night and did great. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, they asked me on the air when when you started before the game and you're drawing up the fight card, would, would Nugent be on it or would Monty be on it? And I'm like, no. And one guy had enough, and he said, "Yeah." They asked him afterwards. He said, "I thought I was drawing. A, I thought I was getting a penalty, so I thought I'd try to take him with me." And it turns into a pretty good little scrap from two guys that don't fight. And as I said on TV, lots of lots of effort, lots of intensity, uh, not much technique, but it was great. Yeah. Everyone did the right thing. Everyone did the right thing last night. Now the Giordano hit. I think it's a minor penalty. I don't okay. think it's more than that. Okay. Um, and I know there's a heightened sensitivity because of the injury to Connor McDavid, which Connor himself admitted was a hockey play, could happen to yep. anyone. Mark Giordano is not a dirty player. No no chance of that. 
He's a great player. Is he sneaky um, competitive? Well, sneaky dirty is different than sneaky competitive. To me, when you talk about a dirty player, that's a player who says, I'm going to go in and, and take a hit on a vulnerable guy, and if he gets hurt too bad, that's his problem. All Samuelson, that's, dirty player? Yeah. Yep. I brought up... I think what, ha- I think what happened last night was you got Connor coming at full tilt, and and Mark Giordano thinks he can pinch that puck off, and he, he chips it by him. He's gone. Yeah. And it's it's reflex. You stick out your leg. It, it's every defenseman has done it at least once or twice, and it's reflex. You're not thinking, I'm going to try and hurt this guy. You're thinking, how do I stop him? No, it should have been a penalty. No question in my mind. Yeah. But it's nothing more than that. I mean, the only thing is, he had the thing with Koivu, he had the thing with Fowler, right? Cam Fowler, and that was uh, that set Anaheim back a bit that year. He's had, but he's he also plays a lot, and he's in competitive situations on the ice. Again, like the Oilers had Craig Muni, he was, I'd say this right to Craig's face, he was, God love him, that was part of the Oilers' intimidation at that time, is they, they had that guy sitting in their second pairing lighting guys up when they tried to cross the blue line on him, right? Like, he would take you out. He would hurt you. And that's how the game was It was played a little bit differently uh, back then. Brian Burke is our guest for Canadian Power Pack. So it looks like the battle is closing in on being back. Brian, here's the thing. I think both teams still can improve between now and the end of the season. Yes, there's a deadline. Yes, Cal- I'll start with Calgary. They didn't play Jankowski and uh, Dubé. Okay, they wanted Ronaldo in the lineup on the road. I would be very surprised if Ronaldo played at home. I would have Dubé. I I think Dubé is a hell of a player. And well, he is. And I, I and, and, Jen, and Jankowski's a, a really good penalty killer. Yeah. And you might you might see them draw back, and you might not. Yeah. And I look, I look at the Oilers, and again, we're waiting for a word on Nygaard. Dave Tippett has just said the news is not good. Uh, Reed Wilkins just te- – we're going to get the clip in here a little bit later on. So these two teams are going to have to – they can add a bit as well, and that's the thing. Like, And the question is, how hard do you go in to add? Like, like Tree's got a lot of cap space now because he was able to dump for a league's contract. What Buffalo was doing, I do not know. But he was able to dump that contract. How aggressive do you think Brad's going to be? Well, I don't think he put. I don't think he got that money back. And first off, you say dump for a week. Now let's be a little kinder than that. Uh, maybe maybe he dumped the contract. Michael for a week is a good hockey player and a great kid. And I sent Jason Botterill a note after he made the deal. I said you're going to love Michael for a week. He's one of the most professional players I ever had. The way he eats, the way he comes to practice early, the way he works. He is the ultimate pro. Like, and I think the Calgary Flames benefited greatly from having him in the room with those young players, because this guy came to work prepared, ate right, drank right, you know, hydrated properly, slept right, did everything right. So I think he's a great influence on young players. Anyway, I don't think Tree got that cap space back with the intention of putting it in the bank. I think he fully intends to spend that money again. I think he's in a good position. A couple teams are. Colorado's in good shape. Montreal's got some room. So the question is, how good do you think your team is? How how hard do you go? They get Dalamaki back here in the not-too-distant future, too, and he's a really good young defenseman, really good. So there will be some rust on him, but they're going to add a body close to the deadline that's a pretty impactful player. So that gives them a defenseman maybe they can move. they got cap space. Who knows? Yeah, uh, $4.3 million, by the way, at this stage for Frolik. And in fairness, uh, 
couple of years ago when uh, the Flames had Kachuk, Backlund, and Froelich playing. That was an excellent shutdown line. And Rumagiapani, interesting situation. I know there were, well, there weren't whispers. I know for a fact Rich Winter, his agent, was trying to drum up some business for him. That's what the agent's got to do uh, on a potential offer sheet from another organization. This guy's come a, become a pretty useful player for Calgary, hasn't he? Well, yeah, he is. He's a really good kid, too. And um, what Andrew Mangiapane is is a great small area player. So there's some players like Connor McDavid that use the whole ice, yep. use their speed. There's other guys that make plays in small areas. Uh, Jonathan Drouin's a good small area player. Uh, Patrice Bergeron's a good small area player. This kid's a good small area player. He can make plays in tight quarters. He can make plays without much room around him. Um, and he can shoot. You saw in his first goal last night, he can shoot. He rifled that part. So, and he's small, and he's not only an average skater, but he's mean. He's a mean little guy. He'll go into the dirty areas. He's not afraid of getting hit. He's not afraid of hitting people. He's not afraid of chopping someone if he gets a chance. So he, that was his best game. I've seen him play last night. He was really sharp. Yeah, uh, I think he challenged uh, Yamo as well. I mean, Yamamoto's a 21-year-old kid that's even smaller than Mangiapane. Um you, you mentioned congratulations to Zach Cassian. It's a it's a four year deal at three point two million dollars cap it. Your thoughts? Well, I I think he's I think Zach Cassian. People that only watch Edmonton occasionally think he's just a guy that runs around and fights once in a while. When in fact he's a valuable member on that line. He makes good plays. He creates space for Connor. Um, he's earned it. I meant when I said congratulations. I like this player. I'm glad he got paid. Final question. Some, some guys, you're not. You're, you read, they get paid, and you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. Um, do you believe in scheduling losses? Yes. So do I. And, I mean, early in that game, the Oilers didn't have the twitch. You know what I mean? When they got some chances around the net, some guys that had come in hot were a little cold because they hadn't played for seven to ten days. And it's like on the second of a back-to-back, I always think that the team that's playing that second of the back-to-back, they're good early in the game. And then sometimes the team that had the rest, they take over the game as the game goes on. So you kind of believe in that stuff then? Yeah, absolutely. I, I was terrified when my team came back from the break. Terrified how they play. And, and it, was, it was usually, like you say, a guaranteed poor start and often a guaranteed poor game. So that the last night uh, unfolded exactly as I thought it would. Calgary was sharp. They got the one game in. They were sharp early. But then the fatigue showed up a little bit. And Edmonton had the better part of the play late in the game. Yeah. Good stuff. Brian, we appreciate your time. I know it's, you know what, uh, I think our fans have come to really appreciate you. Uh, in spite of the fact that you were involved with the Flaming Sea. And remember, it's the battle for Alberta, Brian, not the battle of Alberta. We need both the Alberta teams in the playoffs. I know Sportsnet does. And I, as much as I like Todd McClellan and have a lot of time for Dallas Akins, I think it'd be uh, bad news for San Jose, too, eh, with Hurdle uh, done for the season. That's uh, a tough he's break. He's such a good player. Yeah. He's such a good player. that They're having such a tough year and then lose him. And Couture's still out. I mean... But it, it, you're right about the Battle of Alberta. We'd like to see both Alberta teams in. And uh, I think Saturday's going to be another hell of a game. I hope so. All right, Brian, thanks for your time. Thanks, Bob. You bet. From NHL Hockey and Rogers, that is Brian Burke. Guests on the show received gift certificates from Japanese Village. Steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Edmonton South, downtown Northside, Sherwood Park, and now open in West Edmonton Mall. And again, Brian Burke, for our friends, a Canadian power pack. Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication and solar. Up next, uh, for 
James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. We'll get into... Uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> the injury report, which has added a name for sure now in Joel Kim Nygaard. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio. 136 in Edmonton. Before we get to the injury report for James H. Brown Injury Lawyers, let's get to three texts on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Daily Doug, Bob, Tony Gabriel limping around against the Eskimos, 81 Grey Cup, not 82. You used to be better than that. Well, thanks, Daily Doug. I miss hearing from you. Uh, John texts me and says, Bob, the Oilers should use the puck handling ability of Mike Smith more, three on three. He can start the play up during a line change. So there's a couple for you. Into our Ashley Fine Floors, or Jack, that's the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Back in the Oilers Now injury report for James H. Brown injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. We will go to Brendan Escott. He's got a little bit of audio for us as well. Yeah, sure. Well, I guess we'll start with the Oilers as there was an update given, albeit a small one, on uh, Joe Kim Nygaard's hand injury. This is Dave Tippett uh, about a half hour ago. Uh, he's getting looked at this afternoon, one or more tomorrow morning, but uh, looks like it could be uh, a serious injury, but we'll, uh, I'm not going to won't elaborate till I get the final details of it this afternoon. So it sounds like, Bob, there's still a little bit more information to come out, but bottom line, uh, obviously not looking good for uh, Joe Kim Nygaard. Drew Doughty's Ironman streak ended at 460 games after he missed last night's 4-2 loss to Tampa Bay. It is an undisclosed injury. He's currently considered day-to-day. Nick Schmaltz a little dinged up after the Coyotes' loss to Anaheim last night. Also day-to-day undisclosed issue there. Tyler Mott, day-to-day with the uh, for the Canucks upper body injury. Alex Steen, Oscar Sundqvist both have lower body the ailments in St. Louis. Sunquist is on the injured reserve. All right, there you go. Again, for our James H. Brown injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. I think uh, Trent Brown wanted to get in the ice yesterday when he uh, was on the show talking about uh, his Battle of Alberta moments as a member of the Edmonton Eskimos and going in and beating the Stamps in the uh, 1993 Western Conference Final. Now, we got a lot of real smart uh, listeners to the show with have got tremendous memory on sport. Correct me if I'm wrong, was the 93 Western Final when the Eskimos went to the six-pack, when they went to basically a, an, an empty backfield six-receiver set? Somebody, uh, and who was the quarterback? That's the other question back in 93 as well. For some reason, I thought Sandusky had a big game. Uh, it is 128 in Edmonton. Jay Woodcroft is the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. He's coming up at about 135. Right now, though, we're going to go off to a global news weather traffic update. Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon 
on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.